welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome back to Fracture Line. Today we're honored to have on Dr. Stephanie Berry. Dr. Berry, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, as always, we like to start by having the guest hosts introduce themselves. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your practice and where you are right now. Sure. So my name is Stephanie Berry. I'm an associate professor at the University of Kansas Health System in Kansas City. Uh, I practice trauma, emergency general surgery, and surgical critical care. I am a Kansas native, so I'm happy to be uh, in my home state. Let's see, I did undergraduate and medical school both in Kansas, and then I went to Detroit at Henry Ford for residency training, followed that with a fellowship in surgical critical care at University of Tennessee at Memphis, had my first uh, attending job at Carillion in Roanoke, Virginia, and have been in Kansas City for the last 11 years. So I'm really curious uh, about this, uh, the fellowship of the book. Can you explain this fellowship of the book? Because this is how you, uh, how Sarah Ann met you or how you met Sarah Ann. Is that correct? Uh, That's correct. So fellowship of the book is, um, there are four of us who were sitting around at Western Trauma, and in full disclosure, I wasn't even actually at that meeting. I had to stay home because of uh, some family commitments, but they were sitting around, and and the conversation came up that we we are surgeons. We have a commitment to lifelong learning. We love to read, uh, and that the only time we ever see each other or kind of get together is when uh, we're at these meetings, and that the rest of the time we feel very disconnected from one another. So we decided that there ought to be a way for us to do that. And we found, you know, we figured out that through the pandemic we could get together virtually, and decided that that was a way that we could continue to hang out. And so we founded what we called Fellowship of the Book, and it is a book club, and we meet monthly. We meet at a, you know, on a virtual platform and get together and discuss a book that we think is relevant to our lives and our practice. Most of the time we're, we're working on leadership development or, or kind of our own personal and professional development, but it's kind of a, a bi-directional mentorship program of sorts. It's, it's people from all levels of training and uh, backgrounds and... I mean, all in all in medicine and surgery, but but uh, various levels of training, and we get together and we chat about the book. Um, it's been a lot of fun. We've actually all very much enjoyed it. Dr. Barry, that's awesome. Thank you for uh, for joining us today. Uh, tell me how you select your books, and then how often do you meet? Do you meet uh, do you do you meet once a month? And here's the question I really want the answer to: Does everyone everyone get through every book every time? So those are all great questions. So we select the books really just from uh, from the membership. So the people who are on the call or the four of us who helped um, found it. So the, the people who helped found it are Tanya Nand, who is in uh, at the University of Arizona, Jennifer Hartwell, who uh, was at Indiana at the time, but is now at, at KU with me, and um, Leah Tatebe, who is at Northwestern. And so the four of us kind of have chosen the books uh, either that we've read or have heard about and want to read uh, thus far. We've also started engaging with the people who are kind of our regulars and uh, asking for suggestions for books, and that's how those are those are selected. Uh, this is a come-as-you-are sort of a, a place. Uh, I you, you do not have to have read the book to participate in the, the book club. I have gotten through the entire book probably 50% of the time, which I'm calling a win uh, for busy uh, trauma and acute care surgeons. 
because you know we're busy doing other things and so yeah I know it's 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 not a requirement that you've read the book and more it's more about the fellowship than it is um, about the book the book gives us an excuse to get together we do it once a month and we kind of select those dates when you, as you know trying to get four surgeons together at the same time on the same day is uh, nearly impossible and so we select that date kind of based on call schedules and clinical responsibilities so what's your uh, what is your favorite book so far that you've read and why what was it about oh that's a good one so my favorite <laughs> book that i've read so far that we've done through this was viola davis's autobiographical book and it's really funny because we chose that book um i, I actually suggested it and i i had wanted to read it so i needed an excuse to be like on the clock about getting it done uh, and, and the book club gave me that avenue. It was really interesting to read her story. The book is really excellent in the sense that it's really a lot of storytelling versus giving you information and giving you advice and those sorts of things. And, I, and there were still so many parallels between the things that she had been through in her uh, life and career as an actress that many of us face as we become, you know, we go through our training and our careers as surgeons. It was really an interesting thing to watch. There's their parallels there. Um, you know, most of the people who have joined to date uh, for this book have been women. And we all know that there are some unique challenges that women face as they get into the world of surgery and, and advance throughout the ranks there. And it was it was interesting to see that that happens in other fields too. Uh, that, that leads me to the question I wanted next is, that, are bibliophiles with Y chromosomes welcome to your platform? Of course. So we welcome everybody. We want everyone who, who wants to be involved. Our, our pipe dream is that this would grow into something big. So far, we've had an average of about eight to 10 people who join. We, we have a Twitter handle, which is where we announce our books and the dates and that sort of thing. Uh, we have an email address that we use <clears throat> because we want people to request a link. We don't want to just blast the link through social media that's that's wide open. But So there are about 40 to 50 people who, who are on the email list, and we've routinely had about uh, 10 people. But our goal would be that if we grew this bigger, that we'd have to figure out some sort of way to do breakout rooms or other things to keep the, the group small enough to have meaningful conversation. So we, we all know that Chris Gow can't read, so is he still allowed to be in the group if he wants to? Can he listen to the book on tape? I don't know. Oh, of course. Really However like you get the information, it's up to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That might be his only way to get the information from the book is to go to the book club and have other people you know give him tell the, him the what, what the book was about. version yeah. exactly there's a pretty good exactly. chance he's going to edit this out you guys know that right? <laughs> i know he's not he's not here to defend himself so he's probably gonna exactly just cut you just touched Very on a dilemma that we face uh in CWIS, and that is that um you know in, uh we, we we pride ourselves on sort of the familial and collaborative feeling the, the the small group feeling and as we expand and grow now we're over 700 members we're we're really we struggle to maintain that that feeling of us that you get with a small group other than expanding into subgroups or discussion you know breakouts what, what other strategies are you going to entail to keep your book club you know intimate even though it's growing you know that's an interesting question i don't know that we have all the details of that worked out completely. Uh, we've been really fortunate so far in the sense that the group has, despite the fact that the following has grown and the fact that the the people who are requesting the links have grown, the, the people who are showing up have been fairly consistent and, and still stayed relatively small. We have started some discussions on what that will look like and how do we, and how do we navigate that, but I'll be honest, I don't think we have all the answers just yet. I think that, that one of the things that, that we really love about this group is that, that we're pretty 
open and honest about the fact that this is intended to be a vulnerable space and that we want to be able to learn and grow from one another and that the conversations that we have with one another are, uh, you know, it's a non-judgmental space. We are not here to, you know, try to tell you how to fix things. We're really all here to learn together and, and try to keep that in a, in a safe environment. Um, it's another one of the reasons why we don't just blast the, the link because um, we really want to keep it, you know, safe um, amongst us. I think that makes sense. And I think your your point is well taken that sometimes you just want to come and listen, you know, just kind of absorb other people's thoughts. Like maybe you're not in a space where you are prepared to have a conversation about whatever, you know, whatever connected you to that book or to that feeling, you know, but, but you want to hear what other people are thinking about it. I know um, there have been times when I've participated in discussions where, you really, and, and we get that even just in, you know, things like case review. People want to hear the case and see the case, you know, but, but they're not necessarily interested in asking a question or piping up with their thoughts. You know, it's, it's really more about just kind of, you know, kind of being a part of the nucleus that is doing some of the talking. So I think you can actually probably, you know, have a lot more people than, you know, it seems at first glance, because there will be some who are just there to kind of absorb. And I think that's kind of a nice space, too. Yeah, and we have that now, right? There are certainly people who do more of the talking and, and certainly people who do more of the listening. And we try to encourage both. Um, you know, we don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable by calling them out, but we also want to make sure everybody knows that their voice is welcome. Um, we have we have everywhere from um, students to residents to junior faculty to, this hurts my soul, to more, more mid-career slash senior faculty. Um, <laughs> I realized that, you know, everybody who gives a trauma talk gives that slide of, of number one killer age one to 44, and I'm not in that group anymore, and it just hurts my soul a little bit every time I have to give one of those talks. Um, fantastic. <laughs> You'll get although I've survived yeah, through over. that being the number one killer, so maybe I can spin that into a, Absolutely. Yeah, yes. into a good thing. You'll that's a badge of honor. Yes. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's a very good thing. No, you guys recently had a notable guest. We did. So we read um, uh, Daniel Pink's uh, most recent book, and we kind of just sent him an email and said, hey, we're a group of surgeons, and we have this book club, and we thought it would be cool if you might want to join us for our book club and just Zoom bomb us. We're not expecting any sort of speech. There is no honorarium. We don't have any funding. You know, we went through that whole, that whole thing with him, and he said, I'd love to join. And he came and it was really great to kind of hear his thoughts on our take of his book and then also kind of help us to understand some of the things, like the reasons behind the, the why of him putting the book together and that sort of thing. So it was really, really, really cool. The power of that's regret. Cool. Is that the, or the, that yes. That's the, the one. I think he's fantastic. I was so disappointed I couldn't join. I ended up with a scheduling conflict that day, but I read his book Drive and I just think he's he's got a really cool you know way of thinking about it, and I've been listening to the Power of Regret um, as an audiobook since it was you know suggested by this group, and so many moments where I've had kind of those aha things where I'm like, oh, I do that, I've done yes. that, you know, and you just kind of have that feeling of like, okay, here's a strategy, you know. I mean, it's it's a really good book for just being practical. So right. I think if anyone is listening and needs needs a good, and the audiobook I think is less than six hours, so it's you know, it's five or six good runs and you're in, like you're there. So that's a, that's how, you know, we, 
we judge things around here is, is the length of I, yeah the length of time right yes um so just yes. for for those who aren't who, who aren't in the know um this this month's book is called life in life is in the transitions it's by bruce feiler so far what i've read is really good in the sense that we've been we've been sold this this story that our lives will take this linear trajectory and that you start out with one thing and then you advance to the next and the next and the next and and that's just not true and it's not the reality and that learning how to to make peace with the fact that there will be transitions and your and your trajectory will probably be loop de loops and in circles and spins and all sorts of detours to get to your final destination and and learning to to not only survive but to thrive through those transitional phases and and it hits giving some practical tools on how to do that and so I think it's going to be a really great discussion, particularly as several of the members are going through plenty of life transitions where it happens all the time, right? And, and just recognizing that, that you're not alone in those things. I, I, I just admire people who do altruistic sorts of things outside of their, outside of their professions. And I, uh, you know, people who do volunteer work and humanitarian stuff. And, and this, this, this strikes of that. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously you, you gain something from it. There's some selfish motivation for why you do it, but I'm sure that it's heavily influenced by your desire to make things better for your colleagues and your friends. And so I, I admire that. So congratulations. And thanks for letting Thank us hear Thank you. It, yeah, we, we um, have really enjoyed it. And, and and people have commented, like those those of us who dreamt this thing up um, always look forward to it, right? But it's, it's just really a time to get together with friends and to talk and to you know, we, it's, again, it's come as you are. People are in sweatpants. People are on call. People are having a cocktail. Okay, people are eating dinner. Question. People are on the treadmill. I mean, yeah, it's like, however you are, come where you come, come however yeah. you are and just um, enjoy the, the camaraderie. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a, a huge amount of burnout that is, that goes on throughout our, our field in particular. And um, the ability to get together and recognize that, that some of the challenges that you may be facing, you're not facing alone and that other people have gone through those things. And one may have some advice of how you can get through it or be just recognizing, man, some, there's not something wrong with me. Other people are having these same issues. Um, I think is, is half the battle and one of the things we love about it. And, and again, we start with, we start with discussing the book. Um, but then sometimes it, it changes into what's going on in your life at this point in time and where, you know, we get to know each yeah. other on a personal level. Double uh, AST just happened and we had our first in-person fellowship Ooh, of cool. the book, which was super cool. We got together and again, it wasn't even a book club. It was just, hey, we're all sitting at this lounge. Come over and, and say hi and, and let's, let's see each other in person for the first time. Um, you know, we supported, there were a couple of people in the book club who, who gave presentations and were on the podium and we were there to cheer them on and support them. And so again, it's, it's more about that, the, the f friendships developing than it is anything else. Yeah. It's a tribe. That's, That's awesome. Everybody needs this, this, yeah. this discussion makes me want to write a book. Then maybe people will talk about my book. <laughs> write a book or read a book? Because I feel like you should start with reading a book. <laughs> I don't know if I can get past writing a children's book, though. It might be that might be a little. I, I can maybe start there. Zach, we wrote a chapter Absolutely. together in the book. We did write a chapter. Yeah, that was just a chapter. That was a one little Somewhere portion. Oh, Doctor Shiroff is like cringing. Like, Thanks, guys. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so Stephanie, I know you're sensitive to the idea of, of you know. Uh, just throwing out the uh, the address. Are you interested in sharing uh, in the yeah, show tell notes, us how we or can do you want to you. say something now about how to access this, or you just want to leave that alone? Yeah, no, 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 we for sure. Care. So you can follow, you can email. So anybody who wants to join is welcome, and you can email medfellowshipofthebook at gmail.com. 
for the details. Okay. And let me just find the Twitter handle because I'll mess it up if I don't just actually look. Med Fellowship of the Book. Med Fellowship of the Book at gmail.com. Twitter handle is at Book Fellowship. So people can follow there. We post the email address there for people to request. We also post the dates. Um, our next book club is October, October 27th, I think. And we're reading Life is in the Transitions. Life in the Transitions. I'm going to order it. All are welcome. Don't worry if you haven't finished the book. There's a reasonable chance I won't have finished the book. <laughs> Super excited to have a few announcements to provide today. Um, we Next Wednesday on October 12th at um, 1900 Mountain Time, we are going to do another virtual networking um, experience with our trainees. Um, so that includes med students, residents, fellows. We're discussing the um, research project. Well, we're discussing anything you want to, as well as the new uh, trainee uh, research project that will be moving forward or is moving forward um, and we would welcome anyone that's interested if you're listening to this and you you have a trainee in your life please point them our direction or if you happen to be a trainee please uh, hobble over to the website um, or check out your inbox and um, you'll have more details there as far as the next week on monday october 17th um, we will be getting together at the american college of surgeons for anyone that's there and and wants to you know, have dinner, we'll be um, at a delightful restaurant nearby the, the conference center. So uh, register so that we have enough, enough seats for everybody. You're welcome to you know, bring your partner, your fellow, your, your resident, um, if you've brought your APC, anyone that, that will be around, um, please feel free to, to come on over and join us. A member, non-member, not a big deal. We're just... Uh, just going to have a good time and uh, it should be great with some tapas so looking forward to that as far as longer term um the november forum of course is wednesday november 16th put it on your calendar it's gonna be awesome so um don't uh, don't miss that day and uh watch for more announcements and even longer term than that, November 30th is coming, people. So your scientific abstracts are due, as well as your um, if you're applying for the CUS KLS Martin uh, Resident Award um, or the um, William B. Long Award. So lots of, or nominations for that award. Lots of things all due on November 30th, and we're not accepting them late this year, so you're gonna have to be on time. Put it on your calendar. Other than that, I think we're uh, just humming along like normal. Can I, um, can I go, go first? first? I'm, I'm on, on stage in please. about two minutes. So yes, I just go wanted first to uh, thank Stephanie, uh, Dr. Barry, for joining us today. It was really inspiring, and uh, I can't wait to uh, uh, participate in your, in your, and join your tribe. So uh, keep an eye out for me. I'll be the guy with the, gla the glass of whiskey with, with, the, with the mute button uh, firmly pressed. Just drunk? For a while until I get comfortable. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable talking to people, so, you know. So, uh, but my other, my real shout out is to Dr. Don Jenkins. I had the pleasure of meeting him this weekend. He's, he's our keynote speaker at the East Excellence in Trauma Care meeting here in Heber City, Utah. It's our regional trauma meeting. And uh, he's a mentor to Dr. Dave Morris, who's one of my partners. And he, uh, I'm sure many of you have met Dr. Jenkins over the years. I have not had the pleasure until today, actually. And he, he's a iconic guy, he deserves all those accolades. Uh, he doesn't appear to be in very good health, and so I would ask everyone to keep him in your thoughts and prayers, and um, uh, that's, that's, that's where my thoughts are today. So thanks, guys, for letting me join in. I got to run. So my final stitch, um, 
I, uh, I know it's October, which makes me think of baseball because uh, playoffs are here, or right, or right around the corner. And then I realized that this uh, pot or this uh, uh, fracture line is called For the Love of the Book, which then makes me think of For the Love of the Game with Kevin Costner. If you've never seen that, book, that movie, fantastic movie. I think it's a highly underrated movie. So if you haven't watched that movie, For Love of the Game, uh, with Kevin Costner, I think it, it might be up there with one of his best. Uh, it just really is a good movie. Uh, I know maybe maybe people will disagree with me, but I think it's a great movie. So. So my final stitch. Last weekend, I had the chance to go visit Dr. Peter Cole's scapula course because we're doing you know some partner work um, with with that group, and um, what a terrific opportunity! I just wanted to to give him a shout out. I think Dr. Cole has been so innovative and um, thoughtful about how orthopedics or, or that, that space that's available between orthopedics and, and our colleagues that are doing um, chest wall injury and uh, surgical stabilization. And it just was a really interesting and, and um, engaging course. And I was really grateful to be a part of it. So my shout out is just to them. And we did have um, a couple of a couple of their um, orthopedic surgeons that are, you know, kind of interested in, in coming to, to hang out with the CWIS crew. So we may increase some of our numbers in orthopedics. I did find it to be interesting. One of the Belgian surgeons that was there said that in his hospital, it's the plastic surgeon that does the rib fixation, which I thought was unique. I learned something new. You know, huge kudos to um, Dr. Cole. They sold out the course and it was, it was a good success.